Semi, semeni, many, many. Too many MCs, not enough mics. Exit your show like I exit the What's going on? Mike back here with Not Enough Mike's podcast. Oh, I had yesterday off. First Sunday of the entire NFL year off. It's been a busy few weeks to say the least. And it was delicious. I sat around all day. I watched NFL. I watched NBA. I made chili. Got garlic bread, cheese. Ate my face off. Put some hot sauce on there. There's some really good hot sauce from uh, Costco that I got. There's just, it's like sweet, sweet, spicy. Just like me. Just like me. I actually do five uh, bitter Mike in this segment with with me and Mitch here. I get fired up. So it doesn't mean that I'm really upset. Sports hate. But I get fired up. I talking about why I care so much about some of this shit. I don't know. I just care about it. And things bother me in sports. And I got to talk about it. I guess hence why I'm doing a podcast. Because things just... Yeah, that Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, you know, that Lindsay Lohan. Um, yeah. So... Another podcast with Mitch this week. Uh, lots of stuff going on in the NBA. I was on um, my Instagram, and I'm basically going, Lakers, they're done. Or sorry, Miami, you're done. Lakers got this. King gets a fourth ring, yada, yada, yada. And then Jimmy comes out and does his thing. Jimmy, wow. Got a lot of respect to get the guy. So me and Mitch uh, talk about that and really where that's performance goes for like a i don't wouldn't say he's a second tier guy but he's kind of a second tier superstar um it was incredible so which is exciting because we get to extend this uh podcast for another week maybe another two weeks we'll see where it goes because now there's going to be a game five which will be friday which is great also also me and my boy toe hamilton scott hamilton are doing a weekly nfl podcast but not just me and him and when I talk about putting out a new podcast, when you say just just football, it's not just football. Me and Scotty, he's one of my best friends in the world. Love him to death. Uh, he's where I just had my uh, my engagement a couple weeks ago. And he's probably, maybe, I don't want to tell him this because he, he might listen. Maybe not. But he's one of the funniest guys I know. And the, some of the stories that we have uh, together are pretty good. From some of our travels to Korea, we may or may not have been kicked out of a country. Uh, we lived together out west in Lake Louise and Banff for, for a long time and then back in Ontario. So uh, we got some good travels. We got some good travel stories. So we're not, it's going to be me and him hosting it. We're going to bring in uh, a bunch of our buddies as well and some friends. Uh, my friend Chantel, she's got a uh, podcast, uh, or sorry, a podcast, a fantasy pool, which she's the reigning champ, she says. So I'm going to have her and her friends uh, join me uh everybody in the league it's an all-female league which is gonna be hilarious and let the chirps begin so one saturday night i believe we're all gonna have some drinks get on and we're gonna f- see what their fantasy football league is all about and so i'm excited to talk to them about it and finding out uh everybody else's fantasy world and what they're doing and if they're making points if they're winning if they're losing i was terrible i wasn't even ready for mine this year i'm oh and two and one one league oh and no sorry i'm oh and three and one and two in the other league and now i'm 50 50 for this next week so i can go to 500 and one and three i don't know it's gonna be tough but i think i can win it i think i can win them both so fantasy football is upon us nba is almost finished major league baseball who gives a shit red jacket green jacket who gives a shit uh don't care about baseball I wish I did. I want to. It's like soccer. I 
want to watch it. Even NASCAR. A lot of my friends like NASCAR. I want to watch it. I'm like, hey, I love sports. love competitiveness. Try and watch it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Baseball just seems way too empty. Way too empty. And can't do it for whatever reason. But that's okay because there's lots of stuff coming up. Even the Masters. Ooh. Going to give you information too on a pool for my buddy Tyler Shaver to join the Masters pool. One of the best pools I've been in. So organized. Officepools.com. Uh, it's great. So without further ado, this is mine and Mitch's weekly NBA podcast. Oh, this is a good one. A lot of moving and shaking. And then coming up, I'm recording this one tonight with Scotty NFL weekly podcast with a little bit of extra stuff mixed in there. So check me out. Not Enough Mike's podcast on Instagram. Not Enough Mike's podcast, Facebook, Twitter. And if you want to give this a ranking, do it. I dare you. It's great. It's happy. Happy days. Okay. Talk to you soon. Peace. Hey, fella. What's up, buddy? What's going on? How much, you? Not too much. On the line with the big rig, Mitch Leger. Do I? I do, I'm I'm pronouncing that okay, right? Uh, Leger. Leger. Yeah. Leger. Leger. Yeah. Mitch Leger. You got you to French up that ER ending. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got it now. Uh, we were just chatting back and forth, and um, so if I'm talking a little funny. I went to the, went to the <laughs> dentist this morning. And normally, I'm all right with. Uh, normally, they don't have to put that much um, freezing in, but uh, I'm already really I'm already drooling right now. So I went and it, my they froze half my face, like literally. I put my uh, my ear pod in and I couldn't feel my ear. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. They so, need that. That extra money during this whole thing, eh? Maybe, maybe, eh? They gave me the extra, extra shot. Yeah. Extra shots for good measure. Yeah, they're pumping up my bill. Yeah, my this dentist that I'm at is, I feel like they're quite expensive, but yeah. that's, that's okay. They got to do their thing, I guess. So I trust them. And uh, it's good. It's good. It just feels like I have yeah, maybe like for the sports podcast, like, yeah, I get ready. I get a shot of cortisone in my face <laughs> so I can talk on our weekly podcast. Ah, oh, so uh, nothing, nothing happened this weekend, eh? Not a crazy week, you know. Presidents got, uh, presidents got COVID that I never thought existed. NFL looks like it might shut down. NBA, Miami's winning. Regular weekend. Yeah. It was a bizarre world, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, even like, know where to I, start. Yeah, like I left watching. I went to a buddy's place to watch that game last night, and I left. And I like as I was leaving, I just said to him, "I was like, I feel like for the next hour, I'm just gonna sit here, like." in awe, kind of wondering what I just watched. Like, it was just the weirdest game. You're completely I, right. Like, just from the start, like, the Lakers looked so bad. <clears throat> and those 10 turnovers in the first, it was 10 turnovers in the first quarter, but it was really 10 turnovers in the first eight minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And then, just all the foul trolls for Anthony Davis, that was just, like, he just never got into it in any way. And also just, like, at what point, like, I will not try to take anything away from Jimmy Butler. That guy played amazing. Uh, and I love his attitude. But at what point do you stop switching that screen when LeBron's covering him and someone, like, maybe hedge it and just stay on him so LeBron does not get back down for some little fucking fadeaway? Mm-hmm. How many times did that happen where he had, they just ran an easy screen and the Lakers were so nonchalant about it and then he had, Jimmy had Caldwell Pope or Rondo or someone on his back in the block with no one else around to help. Like it was just really 
it was just really strange overall. And I just I just kept waiting for the Lakers to make that that run, like every at every point. <clears throat> and I very rarely do I agree with Paul Pierce, but I was watching that halftime show, and he's like, "Listen, if I'm the Lakers, I feel pretty good. I'm down by four. Anthony Davis has five points and has only played eleven minutes, and we have fourteen turnovers." But yeah, I don't know. That was that was weird. I didn't see it coming, and I just feel like you're the Lakers, you're in a best of seven series and you said it last night too, like obviously that was more of a must win for Miami than it was for the Lakers but at the same time, if you're the Lakers and you decide you want to coast in a game you win last night's game and you coast tomorrow, you know what I mean? Like Get that 3 nothing lead and really put your foot on their throat and then go from there but I, it, it was so bad Yeah, yeah, you're right you're right, and you're right, but- Butler was hunting for that matchup and oh, yeah. that's, that's what I noticed, they were just so lackadaisical on uh on defense and you know like they just like you said you know just hedge on that screen and try and get back but there was just it was like the automatic switch and butler was like okay here you go and then just does his thing on hollis jefferson and uh or anybody who is guarding him for that matter um and then yeah the must win of course for um miami but you're yeah like Lakers got to win that game if lakers win that game it is over and now i'm thinking exactly now i'm thinking Holy shit. Like it's 2020, the bubble. Can this happen? Can this really yeah. happen? And if they go 2 2, this is a whole new series. And then the Lakers, sure. LeBron, legacy, everything just starts. And then now it's best of three. And we've seen in the yeah. bubble, anything can happen in three games. People can light it up a la Jamal Murray, a la Damian Lillard, yeah. a la um, Devin Booker. If you get, if Jimmy gets hot, uh, I don't know. I don't know what uh, how to feel about this game. I still think the Lakers come out. All that being said, I still think the Lakers come out. Now they have some, uh, not that they shouldn't have any incentive, of course, the finals, but now they have a little fire lit under their ass, and I think that they're going to come out really strong. I think it's going to be a blowout, another 20-point, 15-20-point win for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, like they, they said last night, too, that, they were saying that the Lakers felt like they came out so flat in that third game against Denver, and it was really the only game that they didn't deserve to win in that series. And they were like, well, we don't want to do that again. And they came out and did the exact same thing. But I do agree. I think they'll come out extremely hard the next game. And even at the end of the game, Jimmy Butler said that too. And, and I mean, not nothing against Jimmy Butler, but like, how many times is Jimmy Butler going to do that? You know what I mean? Like, what was he, like 15 of 19 shooting? I had like, I don't know. I, I, he also went to the line like 22 times or something stupid. Like, it was... He, he did what he needed to do, but yeah, I don't know. Just watch, like, none of the energy guys had the energy for the Lakers either. Like, it was just, like, I don't know. And I feel, I felt like the other thing, too, if you're going to think about the series near the Lakers and you want to take your opportunities, like, there's a chance that Bam could be back for the next game. You know what I mean? Like, you still have those two guys out last night. Like, that's when you really need to just Trouncer. destroy them. But I understand. And I even said, like, the stupid stat of last night, I thought one of them was. They said that the Lakers, of, of the 48 minutes of second-half basketball in games one and two, the Lakers had a double-digit lead for 47 of those minutes. Oh, wow. That? <laughs> like, that's insane. In the that, NBA Finals. That really is. So I guess you kind of see how maybe you become a little complacent against a team that you think you're going to beat, and you always just assume you will be able to make that comeback. But I don't know. And you've got uh, Danny Green just can't hit anything. No one else really had any threes other than – Marquise Morris last night, which was just 
odd to watch, but yeah, it's always strange when he does well. Yeah, <laughs> the one thing is, is Jimmy gonna uh, is Jimmy gonna shave that mustache? That is a like, that is a porno rugged mustache, and it's great. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's so it good. Looks like a a feral animal right now. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He doesn't give a fuck. It's great. It's yeah, brilliant. but Butler was uh, odds going into that for him even to lead the game in scoring. We're 10 to one. And for him to get a triple double, we're 40 to one um, wow. for that to happen. So like how remarkable that is between, and what yeah. was the stat him LeBron. And I think somebody else are the only players there are only three guys to have a uh, 40 point triple double in the finals. D Wade. Do you, is it? Yeah. Oh, is it D Wade? Yeah. Okay. And you know, like I, I look at that game and I feel like Jimmy did a LeBron to LeBron. Because we've seen what yeah. Jimmy just did there look like LeBron James when he was with those Cleveland teams, yeah, going yeah. against uh, going against Golden State in the finals. He's like, okay, yeah, but, like he's got nobody with him, especially that year, 2016, where um, Kyrie and yeah. uh, and Love were hurt, and just put everybody on his shoulders and said, "Let's go," yeah. and maybe even to a lesser part in 2018. Of course, they got swept, but. Um, if they win game one, it might look like a different series, but Jimmy Butler is, uh, yeah, you're right. How long can he do this? That's almost with the Denver series. How long can, can Jamal Murray actually yeah, do yeah. that without any help? It's just not sustainable. Um, yeah. and I sent you over something too. What I think about Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is like that craft beer. Like, uh, most times, yeah, most times they're, they're good. You know, the craft beer, it's nice to have something different and they'll shock you once and they'll release this limited edition, blueberry wheat beer or whatever it is it's amazing but then it's gone and then it just there and then the old statesman win the budweiser the canadian the stella there they just always win that's the way i look at this final it's just yeah thanks jimmy thanks for the your seasonal beer <laughs> it's fantastic well enjoyed it. pumpkin spice maybe this time of year <laughs> and then now it's uh it's done so so goliath always beats david in your book no, no, <laughs> no, no, because I, I want to see a competitive series. I'd love to see it I go seven. Um, and I think now it's got a little bit more buzz. Like I tagged you in those Instagram feeds and I'm basically going, it's over, it's yeah. over. And I was convinced. I think 90% of the fans were convinced. And then uh, all of a sudden they do this. So man, kudos to the Miami Heat. And this is like yeah. any other sports teams watching this or players watching this, like the environment that they're in and able to do what they're doing right now and to beat the Lakers with two of the top five best players, arguably the second or third best player ever. And, and AD is probably going to jump up the Pantheon as to top 50 players. He'll probably go into the, the top 40 if they win the title. So yeah. what they did yeah. last night really shouldn't be understated. I don't know, like... Jimmy's obviously not that higher level with like the birds and the magics and the Jordans, but as far as like a second tier player, that performance that he put on might be one of the best of all time. It's, yeah. it's gotta yeah. be up there. Like he kind of goes into the conversation with like a James worthy or like a Pippin, you know, putting up those, uh, those big games in those certain situations. But that was incredible. That was, it's a weird, it's a weird comparison to make though. Right. Dude, because you're thinking like any of those performances by, let's say like worthy or Pippin, you had to take into account that part of it was that the other team was worried so much about Michael Jordan or Magic or whoever. But like Jimmy, I agree, is that like second tier kind of guy. But there's, but he's also the one that everyone knows is going to be the scorer. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird dynamic on that team because he's still the go-to guy, even though he's not 
the go-to guy. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. You're right. And yeah. he, he's definitely the straw or however they say it. What's that saying? Straw stirring the drink. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, <laughs> yeah. He, no, he's that guy, and just yeah, you're. He, that's a very good point. You know, they had that number one guy, and the other guys were able to take over, and he was, yeah, get on my shoulders and let's go. Yeah, good on him. Good on him. Yeah, I love sure. that. I love the. Uh, he's growing on me. I love the edge. I always enjoyed playing with an edge myself, and always kind of go gravitate towards uh, those players that play um, like that. Um, yeah. as well. So exciting finals. And yeah. so it looked like it could have been over Tuesday. If it was a sweep, it would have been over <laughs> Tuesday. So that would have been the shortest NBA finals ever, six games, but now it's going to, they're going to play Tuesday and then game five will be Friday. So it looks like the Mike and Mitch's NBA weekly podcast yeah. continues, which is, which That's is exciting. Yeah. yeah. I was a little happy. So you'd be like extending the basketball season by a few days at least. Why not? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, great series. Now, um, what also was, uh, was great is that NBA finals and N- NFL Sunday on the same day. Yeah. What a treat. Yeah. That was a solid little day of sports. It was your dolphins got a win as well. No, they didn't. Don't do that to me. They did. They'd lost to the Seahawks. Didn't they beat Jacksonville? That was last Thursday. Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. I looked at the, you're right. You're right. Sorry, my Dolphins feed. That, oh. that's, that's... <laughs> Sorry. So, so now that we talk about that 49ers game or what? Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to blame everything on injuries. We didn't have yeah, a no, Yeah. Oh. That's fair. I don't have that right now. <sighs> no, it's both. Uh, we both lost. My buddy came over. I made a bunch of chili. It was my first Sunday off. Um, for NFL season, been pretty busy the last few weekends. Had a uh, my buddy come over, who's a Browns fan. I have two buddies. One Chaz, who's been on this podcast a few times. Five spicy <laughs> minutes with Chaz. Just I called him, and so my buddy comes over, who's a he's from New Zealand, and he's a Browns fan randomly. And uh, so he's going on, and I'm, I start cheering for Dallas at the end of the game just to fuck with him a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> come on, mate. And I called I called Chaz. And he's losing his mind. Chaz normally doesn't uh, bet, but now he started gambling again. <laughs> he's, just, uh, he's just losing it on the phone. Uh, but his Browns won, so I think he's happy. Yeah. But that's that's very exciting to have um, those, uh, to have basketball and football on in the, in the same day. And then it's going to be even a little bit more, that much more strange uh, coming up with the uh, Masters soon as well yeah I keep, I keep forgetting about that yes and have you That's seen, awesome, have you seen photos that. of the uh have you seen photos of augusta right now no i have not brown really completely brown so obviously they have there's a method method to the madness but i'm guessing yeah. they're going to just green everything up like leading to it because i guess we're about five four weeks uh away and but yeah right now completely brown so Crazy. I'm sure the you know I'm sure the greenskeepers know a little a thing or two about growing grass there. So I'm sure I'm sure once the uh, once the date hits, um, it'll be good. So again, I think uh, we can both agree wraps, um, or sorry, wraps, wraps, wishful thinking. <laughs> Lakers will uh, probably take it down, but I think we'd both like to see a longer series. Yeah, I, I still want, like, I don't know, we're both on the same page. Though. Like, I, I still want to see LeBron win again. And it, I think it'd be cool, too, like, weird year with pandemic in the bubble. And I think it'd be kind of cool to see the Lakers win the year that Kobe passes away. And, like, just, yeah, and overall, just 
they're I think they're just the better team, but it is nice to see. Like I won't be upset if this series goes. It's going to go five, but it'll be okay if it goes six games as well. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I think it'll be good. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game. It's going to be highly competitive. I think I think the Lakers end up shooting very well, come out of the gates, and uh, and not manhandle is definitely a overstatement, but uh, they're going to come out and uh, dominate them. I think inside, especially with Bam. Yeah. All right. With that, let's take a little break. Not enough. And now. What's your big rig gig for the week? So for everybody who's never listened before, for each week for our NBA weekly podcast, Mitch, acclaimed chef, uh, co-owner of Mesa Fresca in Kingston. If you've never been there before, I don't care if you're from Kingston, from Ontario, if you're ever getting in Ontario, if you ever go to Kingston, you got to go to Mesa Fresca. It's absolutely delicious. So Mitch has been putting together um, something healthy, easy ways to help with uh, meal planning, delicious food. So Mitch, what do you got this week, buddy? All right. Uh, this week, I kind of, I don't know, like you said, like more about, obviously, obviously more about the meal planning kind of healthiness. And uh, I'm just kind of thinking of stuff that I've been kind of doing in the, this, this time of year. There's a lot of like squashes and not so much peppers and stuff like that. And I was thinking about, I was making, like, going to make like a stuffed squash or something. And I was like, okay, well, maybe one of the other things I like having kind of ready in my fridge, like in a couple of Tupperwares, is just some sort of like, uh, I'd say like a stuffing. So, not like a typical, I'm not, I'm not talking like Thanksgiving stuff, it's stuff even though we're closed. I mean, more like if I didn't do a stuffed pepper, something maybe some like ground beef. I usually try to use like quinoa or wild rice. And it's just one of those things that, again, I'll go back all the way back to when I talked about like roasted vegetables. You can toss some of those in there or uh, just like some mushrooms or some like sausage meat or ground beef. And it's just something you can kind of, I like because you can kind of experiment with and uh, and you can kind of just toss in whatever flavors you like really easy dressings just use some olive oil and some some balsamic kind of thing or or uh, a couple different cheeses in there too anyway there's a i'd say as much as it's kind of a loose big rig uh, gig this week it it is the, the goal is more like the guideline around it and the idea and it's something that's really cool to play with and lets you kind of experiment and create things um and if you need like some base ideas i'd say my only my always go to other than all my cookbooks is pinterest and you can find tons of good recipes for stuff like that on there so Stuffed squash, stuffed peppers, those kind of things this time of year. Really easy to make and really filling and uh, tons of good ways to do that with different um, different vegetables and fruit. Love it. So like a mince like as a stuffing as well, like inside the peppers? Yeah, exactly. Like kind of like you, you take like sausage out of a casing or some ground beef and you like cook it up in a pan with some onions and some mushrooms. Then you can add Ooh. some Ooh. veggies and make a little batch of quinoa or some wild rice and you just have that and you can just mix it in during the week or whatever you want. Like just tons of options there. And I'm hungry already. I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, buddy. This is uh, Mitch's big rig gig for the week. All right. Back. There's been a lot of movement in the NBA and there's been a lot of storylines in the NBA. There's been a lot of, we've talked about this. So can we do a little segment here calling, We'll just do it like I'm just going to put on like a different cap. I'm going to actually put on a different cap and we're going to do a bitter Mike. Can I be, could, this is, this isn't me. This isn't the real Mike. This is just bitter Mike <laughs> sports fan. Can I do, can I say something about Kyrie Irving? I love bitter Mike and I love chirping Kyrie Irving and I love chirping Duke players. So yeah. Okay. That's the holy trinity of what I could ask for right now. Okay. So like if <laughs> I, I try not to swear on this podcast as much, but I think I, they say really intelligent people <laughs> swear a lot. I, I swear a lot. I have a potty mouth. I say fuck a lot. 
And so this one for bitter Mike is Kyrie <laughs> Irving. I, and I, this is all sports hate. This is all sports. Hate. Kyrie Irving, you are a fucking idiot. Kyrie <laughs> Irving, the, the, Kyrie Irving is like a guy who goes online, maybe, uh, like wins a couple hands on, on poker stars and then thinks he's the fucking man. He wins a tournament for $10 that goes down to Vegas, buys the glasses, goes down, sits at the table and proceeds to get skinned by everybody just because he thinks he's the smartest player smartest player in the room smartest guy in the room the guy is a donkey the guy is an absolute donkey and the latest revelation with Kyrie is that he doesn't need a coach that it'll be by committee get the fuck out of here Kyrie every great player needs a coach every they, they all do and as I mentioned in one of my posts I made Tiger Woods has a swing coach he always has since it was his dad uh, all the way through what he's had every player needs a coach what get the fuck out of here by committee like and what type and not even just like players and how we know how important locker rooms are what is your what are the rest of your players if you're supposed to be the leader of this team what are all your teammates supposed to think and then this guy who you don't even have a relationship with thinks that he is the head coach and now you want now you're gonna just have this rocky ground to begin with come on Kyrie. like he made this guy i i least favorite athlete of all time of all time i wish you would just shut his fucking mouth and never talk again sorry that's it bitter mike over now we can get back to the regular scheduled podcast with mike and mitch <laughs> i that was a really that was a nice that was a really moving rant thank you enjoyed that. you know yeah. thank you for letting me get that off my chest even you know i even felt good with my numbed face right now my half face <laughs> you know what that helped that helped thank you uh there was so much wrong with what he said this week. You know what's funny is before the whole coach thing, that before I heard about the whole coaching conversation, it was the comment he made about finally having someone on his team that he knows can also hit the shot. Yeah, and, and then like, says it's not about LeBron. Come on, get out of here. Own it. And the thing, and the thing is, like, I'll give him that. I I don't necessarily know if LeBron's the one I want taking that shot necessarily every time, but the difference is that LeBron won't just play ISO basketball and take a pull-up three and everyone knows what's happening because he just because he knows he can or is confident in that shot he's still trying to make the best play to get the best guy open with the best opportunity to score that's how I felt about that whole thing like in terms of taking away from LeBron I don't think he's like he's not I'm not gonna say LeBron's as good a shooter as Kevin Durant or anything like that like but he's a better like he's the guy that everyone is paying attention to so he there's a better chance he finds someone open to hit that shot and then after that like the whole like the whole coaching thing, like you said, I from what I understand, he's had all of like half a conversation with Steve Nash. It's not mm-hmm. like he's the guy who's tight with him. And then to go and say, I don't feel like we have a head coach. We're going to coach about me. Some days it'll be Coach Nash. Some days it'll be like me. Some days it'll be Kevin Durant. Some days it'll be Jock Vaughn or whatever. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what in what world? Like, where, I don't. I'm, I don't. Really, I just don't understand what what the point of that is. And to me, I feel like he just can't handle, like, why did that all happen this week? I feel like he just can't handle when LeBron is getting some credit or is important in the world. Like, is it just a coincidence that all these conversations happen when the Lakers go up to nothing and LeBron's having a ridiculous playoff run again? Oh, I think like, so. Like, Harry just needs to be the center of attention if LeBron's out in the world. It's like, it's just, infuriating it, it really it really is like i always like it, but Cal, <laughs> callie 
my girl, I, my fiance, I guess I say now, yeah. um, is, uh, she's like, why do you care so much? And I was like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't know, but like, he, he drives me nuts. So I don't know. I don't know why I give a shit about most of this stuff. You know what I mean? But I yeah. do it. Like, it drives me into my core. And like, you know what, Kyrie, whatever, man, have your opinion, but I'll respect the guy if you own it. Like talk, if you're talking shit about somebody, yeah. no problem. That's what athletes do. You're, you gotta be that guy and that's fine, but just own it. Don't hide behind, stay woke in the media. Get the fuck out of here. You're a, yeah. you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're not smart. Like you think the earth is flat and you only yeah. went back on that because you got so much pressure, but you truly think the earth is flat. You're entitled to your opinion, but just own it. Nobody cares. And you're right too, like with, uh, with, with LeBron and with regards to if he's, is he the guy you want always taking the shot? No, I'm sure we can think of different superstars that we'd probably want to have the shot over because LeBron, Van Gundy even mentioned it, that he says of all LeBron's greatness, he thinks passing is his greatest attribute. And I'd almost yeah. agree. And then you even look at a guy like Jordan. Obviously, Jordan's hit a ma- so many game winners. But like some of his most famous ones are that pass to Paxson in the finals yeah, and Paxson makes it step past to Kerr. And even when he had the yeah. double nickel in New York, when he came back with the 45, uh, the most famous part about that, he did the spin around and then down to uh well, Wennington for the dunk underneath. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah. as far as like being that facilitator and what he does, like he just passed John Stockton as the second most, uh, with the second most assist in playoff history. Like it's yeah. just, it's unbelievable what he's doing. So when Kyrie says that, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of right in a sense but you know you kind of you don't need to like give him a backhanded compliment when you just know full well that you're just talking shit about him and you're so jealous yeah i don't know why like i don't know what obviously it was so weird when he just came out and had asked for that trade or whatever it was like i don't know what happened there but it just also seems odd to me i don't know i and i don't obviously no one knows what it's like playing with some of those guys but it just seems like at some point, the truth is going to come out. Like maybe when LeBron retires or something, and that's documentary, there'll be something about their relationship because it just seems really strange. Like they kind of act like they like each other, but Kyrie always seems like he's the little brother who just never got the spotlight, even though he hits that shot. And like, but everyone knows it's LeBron who gets, gets you to that point, right? Like, I mean, not to say not to take anything away from Kyrie that year either. He was, he was great on that team, but um, I don't know. It's a weird like. I feel like if you ask any of those guys who played for Golden State in any of those years, especially before Durant, not one of them would ever back talk anyone or like backhand say things to any of the other guys on the team. And they'd talk about how important that whole team was all the way from Steph to Draymond to Sean Livingston to David Lee back then and all those guys. Like, And I just feel like it's just weird that you win a championship with a guy or with a group of people and they just never seem like they are that tight knit team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And stuff like this just kind of accentuates it. And now I don't know, then you leave and you go to Boston. All you do is get hurt and complain. And now you're starting your life with Steve Nash and Kevin Durant like this. Like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Kyrie's like that guy. That's like one, kind of one of your buddies, buddies like on the periphery and like he shows up for like a few house parties and you're like, Oh fuck Kyrie's here. But then, like, he yeah. all of a sudden, like, he's got a sweet connection, like, for a cottage and concerts. And you're like, oh, for <laughs> fuck. Like, all right. Like, we'll hang out with him because he's got a sweet hookup. And, uh, yeah, he's got a hookup on some tickets, great tickets. And I guess we've got to spend the weekend at his cottage. But his cottage is awesome. And he's got all the 
toys and all that fun stuff out there. So yeah, I guess we'll hang out with him. But he's really just yeah. a dickhead, but it's just a lot of fun maybe sometimes. But other times you're just like, no, I never want to see this guy again. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks. Yeah. I feel like sure. that's a Kyrie will show up for for a game and be like, oh, wow, this guy's amazing. No wonder everybody talks to him in such high regard. And then the rest of the time you're like, eh, maybe I don't want to hang out with this guy at all. I mean, that's yeah. bad analogy, but uh, that's just the way I think about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Kyrie, another big thing we were talking about uh, besides that moron. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, the Bitter Mike segment's over. Is <laughs> LaMelo. We're on, uh, we're on opposite sides um, of the LaMelo and to where we think that he'll go. LaMelo Ball played what? Maybe he had a cup of coffee at UCLA. And then it's played over in Lithuania and Australia, and but he didn't even he didn't even go to UCLA. That's right, yeah, that's right. Sorry, Jello, Jello had a cup of coffee yeah. at the UCLA. Yeah, yeah, he didn't even end up going, and they both went over to Australia and Lithuania, played, and the numbers actually weren't they didn't actually look that great um, over there. I, I my my stance on Lamelo is that he's got the pedigree and he's got his brother, and I think if he can put those together. Um, he can be a very, very solid player because he can shoot the ball and he's big. So he's like six seven, I believe. And when you're six yeah. seven and can stroke the ball like that, I think there's a spot for you in the NBA. Where that I'm, will be, I don't know. Yeah. Is, is he top three? I don't know. Or is he going to get, there's going to be too much hype around him and then people will expect too much and really he should just be a poor man's uh, Richard Hamilton. Yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing with belonging in the NBA necessarily. I just, it's that same argument of, of drafting guys for their potential, which I know is kind of how it goes. Especially this year is a tough one, not getting to see a lot of the guys, but drafting them for who they can be in like five years versus kind of what they are. And I just don't like, like the whole, I know that no one does the workouts anymore, like those top picks or whatever, but like, I just feel like it kind of, I think this is a bad comparison, but it kind of feels like Darko Milicic, <laughs> like ish. Yeah. I mean, like it just feels like everyone is talking about this guy. I really don't feel like he's done anything that impressive, even in like an impressive place. Like if he was playing in like, I don't know. I'm trying to think like Luca or something, and put up numbers exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I and just has proven it on some other stage. Like I like he's never. There's never been any like USA basketball attached to him. Never been anything else. He just he has a he's he's big, but he's also small and will get pushed around for the first couple of years anyway. And not to say he can't put some weight on, but I think it's the same conversation we had about his brother. I think he's going to be better than his brother, but I think that like those guys don't belong in the conversation for top five, mm-hmm. and that they could be a real good pickup for someone in the like teen area of the draft. Um, but I just feel like I just. At some point for a top three or five guy, I feel like I need to have some sort of proof of something that is there. And I just don't feel like I've seen it in any way from him other than just all the hype that surrounds that family. Yeah. And that's the hard part too about it as well. Cause you know, he's just a young kid doing his thing and yeah, it's almost, sure. and it's almost like, like whether he's great or if he's not, if he goes top three, the expectations all, and that's what you sign up for. Of course, if you want to go yeah, play in the yeah. NBA, like that comes with part of the deal, part of the, making millions of dollars. But you know how these narratives start where 
it's just he goes top three and now expectations are so high they're through the roof so if he goes into the wrong setting I could see it going sour pretty quickly but if Golden State can finagle a deal for him and he can sit in in, a, in the right situation I really think that he can he can do well but you know it's almost like these guys it's not his fault where he goes like he would probably be better yeah. off to fly under the radar and go like 20th Absolutely. rather than top three and then he can just kind of ease into it almost like a backup quarterback where you know there's so yeah. much pressure for these guys to go in and play right away but guess what the nfl is arguably the hardest job in sports and sometimes guys just need time maturity you know your physical prowess at the time as well yeah definitely i'm looking forward to that i really am i would love to see him go to golden state trade wiggins get another swing <laughs> like <laughs> I, oh god what 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 Golden State. Like, how did this happen? I don't know. There's so <laughs> just all these fortuitous bounces of the lottery balls and then the salary cap going up for Durant. Rec- uh, they're so lucky. Yeah. Remember we beat them though in the finals? <laughs> I do. <yeah>. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was uh I was telling a story where I was down in Vegas, as you know, because we watched a lot of those playoffs together. And I was I was reminiscing about that story down there and watching it with a bunch of Canadians and then getting chirped by a bunch of Americans as well. <laughs> <laughs> good good times. Good times. So <laughs> So with like guys who come into the league like that, they're young and then they start growing into their their own. I wanted to talk about you with like your your career because I didn't realize that uh, that you led the nation in rebounding. Uh, yeah, in my last year in your, in your last year at Queens, and I remember yeah. when you said when you came into Queens, you were you were really skinny, didn't like to be pushed around, and then you gained a lot of weight, and then you you noticed. Basically, the question I'm trying to ask you is. When did you know, like, that you were like fucking way better than everybody else, and that you were like you were you were the guy? I don't know if I ever felt that way. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, I I feel like uh, I feel like I had some options, like going into school. Like I I got recruited by a bunch of the, the schools in the country, and I'm um and I ended up going to Queens. I just had a couple of coaches there that I trusted, and I just felt like I. I had like a super young sister here too, and I wanted to be around for that. There's a bunch of different factors, but also like playing time, getting the opportunity to kind of be like impacted right away. Mm-hmm. What uh, was it down to of the like your top three? Where were you going to go? It came off as, as every good like Kingston guy or <laughs> Eastern Ontario guy it basically came down to Carlton, Queens, and Carlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, of course. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I knew like a time too at two years before me, like Stu Turnbull and Rob Saunders, who both ended up going to Carlton, were both Frontenac guys too. So I knew I got to go out and hang out with them a few times. And I knew that culture. And I played for Dave on a couple of AAU teams in high school and stuff like that. So mm. um, I knew that world as well. And it, it just, I think overall I still made the right choice. And, um, but I think like, honestly, I, I had a couple of good years. Like I had, a, I had a good first year and it was like an OUA all rookie team. And then uh, second year, good as well and I think what kind of happened for me was that third year right at the start of the second half of the season I remember sitting there and I was like god like I just I feel like I just need a break like like there's no in, in OUA basketball there's no it's not like um midnight madness in NCAA or like where you can't like do things in the summer and all that like the expectation is that you're there to train all all summer and and there's only a few of us that would stay back to do it at Queens at the time but um like basically we'd have a month off after playoffs would be done. And then once April hit, like you'd start right back up. So 
there was not really much downtime. I just felt like I'd, I'd gone from, from first year to third year, I'd gone from like 185 pounds to like 235. So I spent a bunch of time in the weight room and was trying to become more of a complete player. And I just was exhausted. And I remember easy, thinking that. I easy, br- easy, Bryson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sat down at, at lunch. We were playing Ryerson that night. We were in Toronto. I sat down at lunch with two of my teammates. And I just looked and I was like, fuck, I was like, I feel like I just need a break, man. Like, it just feels like it's exhausting and blah, blah. And I go out that night, and five minutes into the game, I pop my MCL. Oh. So, I, I, like, I just planted and tried to pivot, and I didn't move my leg, and I just felt it, and I tried to take a step, and it was just, it's, it's one that you don't need surgery on, but it takes a bit. And, um, and then, uh, I was out for the whole rest of that season, like, that second half of that season. So, Mm. I, I had to sit there and kind of watch, and uh, I think it was at that point where I realized how badly I wanted to be out there, how badly like that was a part of who I was to some extent. Like I, yeah, I put in so much, like I, I put in so much work and so much time in my life, and like whether it's like changing my diet, my workout routines, every morning, like I, I just, and and night I'd be there training, and I just felt like I all all that for now. I got to sit here and watch, and at the time, like. I don't want to sound like a dick or anything, but like I was a big part of that team, obviously, and we ended up going one and eleven the rest of the year, and the only team we beat was RMC. <laughs> so it was tough to sit there and watch. And the team, obviously, like nothing's really fun in the locker room or at practice when you're losing that much. Right. And uh, and then, so I guess I just had the opportunity. Then I was like, well, my knee is messed up, but I can still get into the weight room. And and then I just kind of went into that summer training a bit harder and. And the next year, I just felt like more of a complete player and maybe a bit more confidence too, having seen kind of what, how much the team I felt like needed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just had a good year. Like I didn't get hurt. I ended up being fourth in the country in scoring and first in rebounding. Um, not bad, and, not bad. Yeah, <laughs> just had a, a good year, had a lot of fun and I had a, a great set of teammates. And uh, I think it was at that point, like I had a chance to come back and I had people trying to convince me to come back and, do a fifth year and I think at the time I was just like well I, I don't know like with with the makeup of this team I don't think I'll ever kind of not not be able to replicate it but it'll be tough to, to kind of have the season I had another season when people know me even more and more kind of thing yep and uh and also having come off of knee injury the, the year before I was like well if I have an opportunity to go play somewhere overseas now like I'm going to take it like it'd be something that if I were to get hurt and never got a chance to experience that and if I had the chance right now I, I definitely uh, want to take it and have be able to say that I did that, and so that's ended up what I did. And uh, I, I don't know, like I don't regret it. Like I think it was, it was a pretty cool experience. And uh, as much as I still get chirped by a couple of my friends and my one of my coaches about how <laughs> of how good our team would have been if I would stayed that fifty year, and how we could have potentially challenged a team like Carlton, maybe, which I think is a bold statement. But you know, anyway. Hey, uh, you got to think that way. You got to always think that way, though, don't you? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if that necessarily answers the question completely, no. but that's kind of where my mind went with that whole process of school. Yeah, no, no, it, it does. Uh, it, yeah, no, it, def- it definitely does. Yeah, because when you come back, sometimes when you have to sit back and watch, I remember um, having a couple bad injuries. Um, I remember I actually missed a game at St. Lawrence where my grades were bad, and I felt like a bag of shit having to sit on the bench. Yeah. Uh, I just missed one game and then I was like, okay, no grades are going back up so I can, uh, yeah. so I can play. Um, and then playing with smart, I played on a couple of teams for smart. What was your experience with Dave? 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I, in, in one word, how would you describe uh, playing for Dave? Uh, intense. I, that <laughs> was the exact same word that, yeah. I, that I was going to use. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was good. I I played a couple different uh, summer teams and traveled to a couple tournaments in the States with him. And overall, I like my experience. It was definitely like, I'm glad I did it because it kind of got me a small window to see what going to Carlton would be like. And I just did overall just didn't think at that point that that was where I would fit in best and, uh, and would have the most longevity just I don't know, maybe kind of mentally. Like, I don't know. At that time, I can honestly say I don't think I was probably mentally tough enough to deal with that every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's not easy. And, I, and I'm okay admitting that. Like, I, it, it's a tough spot to be. And I know a lot of guys who have gone there after me. Um, I know guys who have done really well there. And I know guys who have not done really well there and have kind of missed the, uh, an opportunity where they could have been somewhere else maybe. But, yeah. Yeah, I had a buddy who was, uh, he played out in Victoria. He was rookie of the year for the entire CIS, Robbie Green, and then went to, um, he's a Sault Ste. Marie boy, and then went to Carleton for a year, won a national title, but that was it. That was it, and he played, you know, like he played all the time. Yeah. And he loved basketball, loved it in Victoria, but wanted that opportunity with Carleton, played the year, and that was, uh, yeah, that's all he could take. So I <laughs> know it's not, if anybody listening knows Dave Smart, arguably the most respected coach in all of Canada in history, and as far as his success rate, I think he's won 11 of the last 14 national titles and was an absolute all-star for Queens, but one of the toughest men to uh, ever play for. That's <laughs> that is uh, maybe even an understatement of the year as well. So yeah. yeah, and I would and I would chirp you as well if you were my teammate and you didn't come back. I'd be all over you. Yeah. <laughs> You're the best player, fourth leading scorer in the nation, top rebounder. Yeah, I'd be I'd be doing everything I could to get you back. So like that's important. You got the chemistry, you got the guys all together, and that's actually where I wanted to go to with this was like Doc Rivers. Um, yeah. Doc Rivers going to Philly and yeah. that fit. And is that a good fit? It, is it? it I, I, I don't think so. I think it's going to crash and burn and Doc's record history. If you look at coaches going to their fourth team, usually it doesn't work out too well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think we talked about how we were interested to see if there had, if he'd gone somewhere else with a different kind of setup or makeup of a roster versus kind of what he's always had, which is a couple superstars and trying to manage those egos. And if he was going to go somewhere and maybe develop some younger guys and see if he could do something a bit different, that would have been interesting. But I think this is just what he's comfortable with. And, and it gives him, like I think we said too, like gives him kind of an out if it doesn't work. Like it, if it doesn't work, it, it never really worked with those two. And, and who knows what will happen there. But, um, man, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not surprised per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm interested to see what they do with that roster too this off season. Like I, I don't know. I just saw some clips the other day of, or yesterday I think before the game of, uh, uh, that Philly team last year when Toronto hit that shot on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a great team. They were like, good with Jimmy too, God, right? Jimmy, Tobias Simmons, Embiid, JJ was still there. Like that was a really good team, and I feel like I don't know. I don't know where they go necessarily. I hope they go down in flames. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope for the for Toronto's sake. I hope that they're terrible again. 
I don't, yeah. I, and I think if doc doesn't do well here, like I think he just goes back on television, but he's got, yeah. five, he's got five years on the contract. I don't think he lives out the contract. He's going from Malibu to Philly. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's great parts of Philly, but Malibu, yeah. Um, he would have got paid $8 million just by taking a year off and maybe just letting things settle down. But I guess that's a testament to actually how much he loves the game and the challenge. So I like doc. I think he's very overrated. I think he's a little too much sometimes. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully they just go, hopefully they just win one game And, (laughs) and and then they're, uh, and then they're done. And then there's some, uh, some rumors about, uh, Montrez Harrell or sorry Dan Tony before we get into Montrez and then Dan Tony I'm thinking he likely goes to the Clippers which I think will be actually can unlock a few of those guys yeah but who cares about the Clippers they're boring I don't know I I uh yeah I don't know what's going on there I don't know yeah the the Clippers are weird to me I I kind of just want to see them not do well as long as Paul George is there, I don't even know why. It's just become one of those guys I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny like that. How some guys just change, right? There are always guys who we waver back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Paul George is one of those to me. Now, um, do you hold it? So my take on this whole NBA bubble is why I might give Paul George a little bit of a pass is that if the guys do well, they put up big numbers, I'll be like, wow, I'll, I'll admire them for that. But if they put up an egg, I almost won't hold it against them due to the bubble situation yeah. and circumstances. Yeah, sure. But I think Paul, Paul George is a hard yeah. one. I honestly, to me, like it, it's become more about that series than about his individual performance. Uh, like that series as a team, like to have a guy like Doc and then to have Kawhi, have Beverly, Paul George, like that team, and they are up 3-1 and lose to such a young team. I just feel like that was what kind of did it for me. I don't know if it was any of the rest of that shit that Paul George was that whole bubble. But yeah, I, I do feel for them. Like I do think of it such a different world that um, it's not necessarily a, a good reflection of who they are overall as a player. And it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. If they can get back to a place of normalcy with fans and all that shit, depending on what's going on in the world. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what they're, yeah. Who know, Who knows this when the next season even starts? Like, yeah, you know, if yeah. it starts and when all this, everything's so messed up right now. I'm thinking it yeah. might even be go till March when uh, when we'll see basketball, hockey again with whatever yeah. happens. We're yeah. living in some crazy times. <laughs> um, do we miss anything? Did we? Uh, we wanted to cover. Uh, I don't think so. No, so no. so it looks like we we might have a couple more of these then, which I'm ex- yeah. which this is great. Uh, yeah, I think we had talked about a bunch of different stuff to talk about, but maybe because originally we thought it was because might be winding down on the battle shop, but we got some life still in us for that, so. which is great. Lakers oh, awesome. Lakers are favored by seven and a half, and the over is uh, two twenty for Friday's game, or sorry huh. for Tuesday's game. I think I would take. The Lakers, and I would take the over on that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Which so that guy, guy, I think it posted on Barstool or something, and he had uh, bet thirteen grand on the over last night, and it was two twenty. Oh, it was two nineteen. 
the payout was going to be 104 grand. Yes, I saw it. And it, and it was 219. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Just absolutely gutted. Gutted. I won a couple tickets yesterday. Nice. I won my, I finally won some money. I'm going to let it all ride tonight on the football games. Yeah, let's see where uh, let's see where it goes. Well, one thing I also I wanted to mention. So we're going to probably have well, we'll have two more of these. I'm guessing we'll have like somewhat of a, we'll have another episode or, or two, however many, and then we'll have our outro. But uh, what we're also going to do, um, I'm doing the NFL weekly football pod as well so it's not just if anybody's yeah everybody's listening it's not just going to be football this one we're going to take a little bit off the rail it's going to talk about football it's me me and my buddy uh just like me and mitch here it's going to be me and my buddy hamilton we're just going to be shooting the shit on a lot of things we got a lot of funny stories over the years i've known him for my basically my whole life so we're going to get into a lot of just random shit so if when i say football weekly podcast not always going to be about football but we'll sprinkle in a little football in there and then just some randomness and then me and you mitch i want to put something together for yeah something to do with food yeah Uh, i did get that of yours and i meant to respond to it in some way but i completely just we end of the week got away from me but yeah i know i'm excited i like that idea yeah there's lots there's lots there where we can talk about you know my dream of driving around to every single uh major league baseball park in in north america and eating a hot dog and doing a hot dog review on all of them a dream a dream of mine to do so maybe not to that extent of course because that takes a lot of time energy and a lot of money uh we'll come up with something yeah i like it I like it. I like it a lot. All right, man. Well, thanks again, brah. Good catching up. Let's, uh, let's, let's put some money on that Lakers over and see, uh, see what we can come up with. All right. Maybe we'll get enough money for, uh, for a sponsor for not enough mics. If you're out there, sponsor, sponsor (laughs) our gambling habits. (laughs) All right, buddy. Great time as always. And we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, buddy. All right, bro. Take care. Mike and Mitch. Weekly NBA podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Why am I talking like this? Why am I talking? The human torch was denied a bank loan. The human torch was denied a bank loan. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. Peace. Not enough, Mike.